48th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. Um, and I am Samantha Blackman. Uh, I am an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I teach things like minority rhetorics, digital rhetoric, saying amongst other things. I talk about video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight, as in every podcast night, uh, by my two wonderful co-hosts, Alex Lane and Nicole Marie. Ladies. What's up? Hello. I have a cold, so I sound weird. So I'm sorry. You do sound a little different. I sounded better when I was drinking my hot chocolate. I might need some more of that. Chug it down. I did chug it down. It's all gone. (laughs) Um, I'm Alex. I'm a PhD student, a candidate at Purdue University. And I study video games and gender in the video game industry. And I, yeah, that's it. That's all I do. That's, all, that's just it. <laughs> My dog now weighs 60 pounds. That is, that is a new record for him. <laughs> Hooray. Still half the size of Harley, but, you know. Well, there. And I, mm-hmm. I'm Nicole Marie, and I am, I think, just the resident uh, obsessed gaming fan. <laughs> I don't sure. study games, I guess, anymore. More so just love them. So, yay. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. So welcome to our 48th episode, as I said before. Um, it's been a while since we recorded our last episode because of all of the holiday festivities. Um, but we are excited to be back at this, the beginning of the new year. Um <laughs> And what we want to do at the beginning of the new year is to talk about some of of our favorite games of 2012, um, as well as our biggest disappointments of 2012, and our kind of earth-shattering predictions for 2013, amongst any other interesting things that come up. (laughs) I like that, earth-shattering. Earth-shattering, yeah. 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 So uh, let's go ahead and start with our usual things, which are what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Um, And we'll start with what you're playing. It's been a while since we've talked, so I imagine folks have played played some stuff. What have Mm -hmm. you guys been playing? Uh, Okay, I'll start. I got a 3DS um, over Christmas from my ma. Thanks, mom. Woohoo! She doesn't want us for the podcast. and I got a uh, Skylander Spyro Adventure from her as well. So, so Christmas night, me and my brother, our band Skylander Spyro's Adventure, and um, we played and played. It's a brand new me, so his wife is kind of sitting there alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we ended up playing till like two in the morning, nonstop, and uh, he kept being like, "Oh, it's so stupid, it's so easy. Hey, let's do this next level." Oh, this game's so dumb. All right, let's play for a couple more hours. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. <laughs> he was, like, obsessed with it, even though he was like, this is so easy, it's dumb. Um, so um, I played that, and then we played it uh, up until the last boss. And then he had to go home, and the next day my mom felt bad that we had, like, played it 20 hours straight and beat it. And uh, and although you never really beat, you don't really beat it. You just go through, you know. Um, those of you who played understand, like, there's tons of stuff you 
don't find and don't unlock. So you don't really have it totally done. But we went out the next day and bought Skylanders Giants. <laughs> and I started playing that. So funny. Uh, Skylanders and Skylanders Giants are the two things that took up most of my time. I have like 20 guys for it now and I'm working on leveling them all up. Um, and I love it. I think it's so fun. I think I would like it more because like the, the trick of the game the, or like the not the trick or catch, but like the, the the novelty of the game is that you get these little guys. Have you played it, Nicole? I'm sure you under you know the game, but have you played yeah, it? Yeah, I do know it. I haven't actually played it yet. I really need to get on that train. I it's, feel like I'm the only person not on it so far. I know. I just got on it. It's fun. But you get these little guys, and then your guy information is stored in the guy. So like you go over to your friend's house and play, and their money and the stuff they've unlocked and um their talents that you gave them like all of those are stored in the actual guy that's really cool i know i think that's a really cool idea and so like i think i would like the game more if i had other friends that were playing i could like bring if i was like a kid and i could like bring my guys to their house and level you know because like that's the hardest thing for me is i never like playing games not on my account because i want the work that i'm doing to be put into the guy you know because i'm a resource management freak so I want like to build up my guys while I'm playing. Otherwise, it's like a waste of time. Um, so I, I, I really like the game for that aspect. And the game itself is just fun. Um, it's hard if you try to get everything in every level. You get like stars for all the different stuff that you get. It is really, really hard. It's almost impossible to do without a walkthrough. Um, the levels themselves are super easy, but to find all the little tiny hidden things, it's really tough. So hmm. um, I played those games. They were really fun. You should get them. Yeah, I'm going to have to. You could play online. Uh, mm -hmm. I would get, yeah, the Giants, because you can play the Spyro stuff in Giants, but not the Giant stuff in Spyros. So. Yeah. yeah. I did see that. Which I kind of figured out. So I don't need to buy two sets of the Giant or the Spyro characters. No. Um, uh, Sam, let me play her Paper Mario Sticker Star a little bit, which I'm going to go out and buy. Um, here, uh, I also bought, I went to the used game store today and I've got a uh, Larry, uh, Le Larry, Lego Harry Potter, <laughs> the five to seven one. And I played that for like five hours today um, <laughs> and I really liked it. It's my first Lego game, except for, um, I played the demo of Lego Lord of the Rings 2 3DS last night mm -hmm. and I hated it. Oh no. I don't know if it's like just the demo, but it like plops you into this thing and it's like impossible to move forward. Like I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do. So I played it for like 20 minutes and I was like looking up online and I couldn't figure out how to no. do this one stupid thing. No, it, it's, it's not the demo. The, when you, but when you play the full version, it drops you directly, kind of directly into a battle where the same kind of thing happens. And, um, I had a real problem with playing it as well because there you had to hit these rocks at a certain place to make this ledge fall down so you could get the guys who were standing on the ledge shooting at you. Oh. And, um, I mean, I hit that fucking rock 50 ways to Sunday and it, it never crashed and I was just running back and forth because there were two ledges and then finally it just decided that I had hit the right pixel and it, and it, and it came down. Yeah. It was crazy. I was That's ready to so like annoying. kill someone. Well, especially in the demo. So like the demo, it's, it puts you into this thing. You're with like your three characters and the demo doesn't start at the beginning. So there's no like intro into what you're supposed to do. Oh, and, there's, like, none, there's none in the actual game either. Right. Right. The, but the Lego Harry Potter, 
like at least gives you some direction. Like when you walk up to something, it says the button that you're supposed to hit to do this or blah, 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 blah. Oh. Um, and, and this one, like you were supposed to kill this bird that was flying around. And I tried, I literally tried, and I'm not a noob, right? But I was like jumping all over and shooting this and shooting that. And I just could not figure out how to get past it. So I was super annoyed and I turned off my DS and I was like, I'm not going to buy any of the Lego games. But then I broke down. Uh, and bought the Harry Potter one, and I'm glad I did because it's really fun. It's kind of addicting in like a simplistic way. Have you guys played it at all? I played Lego Harry Potter, um, and I enjoyed Lego Harry Potter. But the one that's better than that, even, is Lego Batman Two. Right, I saw that on your list. Yeah. Um, they didn't have it there, otherwise, I, they had Lego Batman One, um, but they didn't have two. And I would have, I would have got it if they had it, but they, I didn't see it there. Um, so next time, uh, I also played Super Mario 3D Land which came preloaded on my um, 3DS, and I hated it. <laughs> it's really hard and stupid. It, like, takes it the 3D hard. thing too far, yeah. I think, yeah. and, like, tries to get you to do stupid stuff because it's cool, because it's 3D. It's just dumb. That is the exact same sentiment I had about that game. <laughs> I, 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 that one. I tried so hard to love that game, because I was like, it's Mario, like, it's 3D land, come on, like, you gotta love this. And I kept, every time I put, picked it up and played it, I was like, this is dumb. I hate everything I'm doing in it. It's really yep. stupid. Um, but I've got another Mario, a Mario and Yoshi land game um, for the DS that I was, I haven't played it yet, but I'll tell you about it. And I also got the Ocarina of Time. The Zelda game. So. Ocarina of Time is fun. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know how I like that one in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I also played Moshling Zoo. Have you guys played any of the Moshi Monsters games? No. Mm-mm. They're really dumb. Oh, uh, are they for like little kids? Well, I like to play lots of games that are for little kids, okay? <laughs> I can't That's say anything. Fun. I played Bubble Guppies this week. Oh, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> um, I also played a ton of Cold Step Saga. I thought I was fighting the last boss and I like beat it and I was really excited. And then it was like, you have completed trial one. And I was like, no, oh my gosh, trials do I have? So I've been, I put so many hours in that game. I don't even want to know. I was but... like, you've been playing that game for like months. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like we've talked about it a lot. I know. And I play it like when I play, I play for like six, eight hours at a time. And I do it several times a week. It's not like I'm not putting hours in. Like it's just a hard game and I love it. I, actually, I got my friend, my buddy who was lending me his copy, uh, bought me a copy for Christmas. So, so I you can own. give him his damn copy back. <laughs> I able to return because I told him he's like, I need it back for winter because I always play in the winter, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> just not gonna. I will keep that. Yeah, um, and then I uh, played Tiny and Big Grandpa's Leftovers, uh, which uh, I can talk about. That's my indie game of the week, so I'll talk about it later. Cool. Yeah. Cool. This is a good amount of games. I'm glad you got a 3DS. I'm too. I I wanted one, and then I kind of didn't, and then I kind of did, and then I kind of didn't. And um, now that I have it, I'm really glad I did, because I've been using the crap out of it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, I guess mine's, mine's quick and simple. but So I I ended up getting the Walking Dead Collector's Edition. Mm-hmm. So it came with the first compendium, along with all five episodes of the game. Mm-hmm. It was totally worth it. I mean, the game is not only phenomenal, but um, the I've I, I had to go out and buy the second compendium because I finished the first one so quickly. So I have both of those now as well. 
I'm totally immersed in the whole zombie world thing. Like I found myself, I was driving to work the other day and I found myself sort of like planning out how I was going to start stockpiling food for when the zombie apocalypse happened. Favorite things to think about, like stockpiling food. Have you seen that show Preppers? Yes. Yeah, I like desperately want to be one of those people. You should should become one so that way I know where I can go for food and stuff. I have it all planned out. Like, like I have a particular budget that I can spend per year on doomsday supplies. You you fit the bill for one of those people. I don't know if that's offensive or not. I don't mean it to be, but you (laughs) you do. You fit the bill. (laughs) That's funny. But so I played that and, you know, I played it after the whole, like, Game of the Year awards came out and like, I had played the first episode because I purchased it just to see what it was like. And the first episode's definitely good, and it got me hooked, but I didn't understand why it was Game of the Year material until I finished it. And when I finished it, my mind was just like, like, that game raped my brain. And that's the only way I can, but in a, I don't know that you can use that in a good connotation, but. No, you can't. In a, in a, in a way that it left me feeling very weird i don't know but i liked it the game is really good it just blew my mind so i like it a lot um but then so right after i finished that get on dead bandwagon what i need to get on the walking dead bandwagon i haven't played that yet oh yeah you do (laughs) yeah you need to play it (laughs) yeah you play it but so then right after, immediately after I finished it, like this epic game that just tugged at every possible emotion I could ever have, um, I put in Call of Duty, Black Ops 2, and I was just sitting there and I was like, this game is so empty. I can't oh. play it. So I had to put it down. I was like, I can't play this. Have you played the zombie mode on that at all? I haven't. I haven't. I'm using this week off. I really like it play it so maybe for the next one I'll have more to talk about on it but I literally like I started playing the campaign and I was just sitting there and I was like okay yeah this is another Call of Duty game like I really like the advanced tech and everything else that you're given um like those like the goggles that you have or whatever that kind of let you see people behind things and everything those are that's really cool I like all the advanced tech features that you have on there but at the same time, I, I just couldn't get into it after I'd played Walking Dead. So I, I put it down and I haven't picked it up yet. Oh, so, that's sad. You know, but Walking Dead is 12 bucks on Steam right now. Buy it. You have no excuse. Buy it. Okay, hold on. Let me, hold on. Hold on. I'm taking it up right now. Right now. <laughs> Considering I just pre-ordered a game that doesn't come out for three months, I suppose I could buy, <laughs> I could buy this one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I um I got on Steam and a lot of people at GameStop have been telling me that I need to play Hotline Miami. Yep. Yep. So I finally played that. Oh. Well, I started to play it. I really like it. I like it for all the reasons everyone else likes it. The whole like 80s, you know, themed music and everything else and then the absolutely gruesome pixelated killing. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it. I like it a lot, but I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it yet. Um, And then I took some time to go back into Braid just because I figured I, like, my boyfriend was playing it and talking to me about it. So I wanted to go back and see if I could, like, struggle through it again. And I'm still getting frustrated at the puzzle pieces. So, again, I haven't gotten very far in that. Mm -hmm. I hate Braid. (laughs) Do you really? 
So does this Walking Dead edition come with like all of them or what? Yeah, it's all five. Five episodes. What's the Telltale collection? That's not stuff I need, right? No, that's to get everything. All the yeah. all the Telltale games. You just you just need the Walking Dead. Purchase for myself. Agree to terms and purchase. Done. Good. Yeah, you need to play it. I like I that think, we I, I think not. you will love this. Oh, I know. I'm sure I will. I know I will. Okay, but here's one thing. If you have to go to work the next day, you are not allowed to start it. Because I am pretty sure that once you start it, you're going to play through all five. You're going to play through all five, and it's going to take you like 15 hours. It's going to take you between 10 and 15 hours to play through all five episodes. There's no yeah. way that I'm promising anything. Because you know how I am. You know. Which is why I said just don't start. No. When you have to go to work the next day. Dedicate a weekend to it. She doesn't need a weekend. She's going to play it in one sitting. That's true. That's true. I could probably do that. It's so good. It's ridiculously good. So that's why I'm just warning her up front. I I will definitely... um, I will definitely... It's recorded that you've been forewarned. (laughs) I suppose. I think so. That's funny. (laughs) Well, I guess it's my turn. I've been playing yep. some stuff. Um, I'll gloss over some of it because I think I was playing some of it before. Um, Paper Mario Sticker Star, which Alex mentioned earlier, which I absolutely freaking love. Um, I'm playing on a 3DS. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that. Um, Lego Lord of the Rings. Um, we, we also talked about a little earlier. I'm actually playing this on the DS, and I think we talked about this before because I was mad at myself for buying the 3DS the the DS version and not the 3DS version but in the end I'm really glad that I saved that 10 bucks cuz I'm not digging this game. Um I'm going to try to play it a little more and see if I can get into it and see if Did I can it. No, no, Lego Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Lego Lord of the Rings. I'm going to play it a little bit more and see if I can, you know, get myself drawn into it. Um simply because I really wanted to like this game, especially after Lego Batman 2. Um is it number two that you're playing, Lord of the Rings 2? Huh? Are you playing number one or number two, Lord of the Rings? It's Lego Lord of the Rings. It's only one. There's, there is only one. Oh. So, that one. Um, Bubble Guppies. Uh, <laughs> for the DS. I'm playing Bubble Guppies. I play Bubble Guppies for the DS because um, P loves Bubble Guppies, and I rented it for her um, to see... Um, if it was one, if it was okay, because kids games are so iffy that, and that's predominantly what I use my Gamefly account for now is renting kids games because I've been burned on little kids educational <laughs> too many times. Um, and they're not cheap because you know, they're when they come out, they're like 29, 39 bucks still. Yeah, um, that's true. And so I wanted to, so I started checking them out that way first and then I'll just like keep them, um, from Gamefly if, if they're decent. Um, and Bubble Guppies is pretty cute. Um, and I think, um, I don't know what I'm going to do though, because it's, she's been playing it on her DS and a lot of the games have, um, kind of built in mic usage, like, oh, blow the sand off of these things to, un to uncover what's buried in the sand or whatever. And it appears that the mic on her DS is broken. Oh, that's kind of cool, though, that they have you do that. Yeah, but there's no other way to do it. Oh, okay. 
So there's no alternate like, or, or just, you know, sweep across it with your, with your stylus or shake your, or shake your DS or anything. No, it, you have to blow into the mic. Um, it's time for a new DS. We have like 15 DSs in my house and <laughs> she has a sheet. And the thing is, is that that's her second DS because we have one that she has lost somewhere in this house. <laughs> oh no. Right. And and it was during a time when we had like family visiting and I think my mother like packed it up somewhere and put it away because P leaves everything laying out. So I have no idea where it is. And I really don't want to buy another DS. Yeah. Um so in order for her to play it, she has to um she has to use my DS. Um so in the end, I who knows, I may just switch DSs with her. Um, cause I don't use the mic on mine anyway. And it's the same one cause they're, they're both DSIs. She and I have both have DSIs. Um, so we'll see how that works out. We'll see. Um, I'll let her play it more on, on my DS and see how much she likes it. And if she really likes it, I'll just switch DSs with her and have the one with the broken mic. <laughs> um, Oh, I know. Poor me. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were my DS games. I've been playing lots of games. Um, I played a bit of Far Cry 3 on the 360. And, um, yeah, I I, re- I actually rented that one because I had gotten um, free movie rentals from Redbox. And so I went to Redbox to see what was there. And Far Cry 3 had just come out, but it was there. So I grabbed it and because um, I wanted to check it out and see how it was. It had potential to be a decent game, but it is so fucking racist. Is <laughs> it really? Oh my god, it's horrible. Because you know, if there are all these, you know, there you you land, you know, you're these, you you, you come with your brother, these and and all and all your friends as you're like parasailing and shit, and you get stranded on this, you know, savage island in the middle of the ocean. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, you know, your rich white kids you get stranded, right? Um, and then those poor rich white kids just have it tough. Your friend, your <laughs> friends all, your friends all get like captured and are hiding and all kinds of crazy shit. And you and your brother get locked up in this, uh, um, uh, this rattan prison cell, uh, by the savages, of course, right? They're, they're, you know, they're not savages in the, in the, in the loincloth sense, but still, um, and, uh, then your brother gets killed. And you have to escape and and find your friends and all this other there's all this other crazy shit and then you find this this weird black guy who uh, who uh, agrees to help you and he is a stereotype of course um, but he is also living amongst and kind of the ruler of this people of noble savages. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Wow, it's some crazy shit and. Um, and then, uh, as the game goes on, you might have, you might have been reading it, you might have read about this because there's actually also um, a rape that takes place in the game, but it's a man that gets raped. So I guess that's okay because you know it's not a woman. Rape is rape is fine as long as it's not a woman. <coughs> um, wow. Even though, because you 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 like when you it's like building up when you're playing this game that all these women have been taken hostage. So you're worried about these women, what's going to happen to them and blah, blah, blah. And then you get there and you find out it's the man that's been raped. Um, and the same guy kind of threatens to rape you when you get there. It's some crazy shit, man. It's just fucked up in a whole lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I rented that. It's cause I went back. And, uh, so, you know, if that's your thing, 
Go ahead and play that. <laughs> if racism and rape is your thing, you should play Far Cry. You should play <laughs> wow. Horrible. Um, so that was one of the games I played on the 360. The other game I've been playing on the 360, which does not necessarily involve rape and racism in the same sense, is uh, <laughs> I'm just being funny at this point. Uh, Epic Mickey. <laughs> Samantha. You know I have my issues with with Disney. You know I have my issues with Disney. Oh, I know, man. But Epic Mickey 2, because you remember how much I really wanted to like Epic Mickey? God, we've been doing this podcast a long time, haven't we? Yes, we absolutely have. I, I really wanted to like Epic Mickey, but it was horrible. The camera angles were horrible. The mechanics made the freaking game unplayable. It was completely unplayable. That's why I was so shocked playable. that you got it. Well, you know, I was I was reading around and I talked to a couple folks and I was like, I, you know, I, after Epic Mickey won, I was like, I can't do it. And uh, folks were like, well, the mechanics are better. The camera angles are better. Um, and there's co-op. So I grabbed it just to, you know, because I grabbed it because I had like, you know, a 10% off coupon plus a $5 off coupon plus. So I only ended up paying like $35 for it when it, you know, on, on the 360. So I, you know, saved a whole shitload of money because it was a 60 buck game. Yeah, but you yeah. could have saved that $34 too. Shut up. And uh, <laughs> Alex Lane. I, I know, I'll keep it She's shut. asking Silent. for <laughs> So, but no, it's actually much better than than the original Epic Mickey. I haven't played, you know, you know, too much of it. I've played a couple of hours of it, um, but I haven't played too much of it because I've been playing it with P. Um, because when you play co-op, uh, the main person plays as Mickey. Um, the, the other person plays as kind of this old forgotten, I mean, and you know what this is cause you go to the wasteland and it's all the old forgotten Disney characters that were horribly racist way back right. in the days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were. And, um, and, uh, so you play as Oswald the rabbit. Um, as the second, as a secondary person, and it's got easy kind of drop in, drop out co-op, which is great for playing with her because when she wants to play, you know, you just push the start button on her controller and Oswald, because Oswald's always following you around anyway, but then Oswald becomes a second playable character, and then oh, okay. when she's like, cool. she's like, okay, mom, I'm tired, I'm ready to go to bed. I just push her start button again, and she's gone. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's been really cool. Um, so I played a little bit of that. I played a, I played probably a couple of hours of that, and, and it's still pretty cool. It's not, you know, it's. I'm glad I didn't pay sixty dollars for it, but it's definitely worth thirty five so far. I mean, even if, <laughs> even if it's just the fact that she and I are getting to play kind of our first real, she also gets to use a controller game, right? Yeah, even yeah though, that's cool. You know, from time to time, she'll pass me her controller and tell me I have to control her character too. I mean, that so that tells you a little bit about the difficulty level of the game is that if I can actually use two hands and two controllers and control both characters. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty cool. You, I think you play it more for, you know, I, I have this love-hate relationship with Disney because I, more than anything, I know a metric shit ton about Disney um, because one of my really good friends when I was in grad school and, my, and she was also my office mate did Disney studies. So 
we, you know, watched a lot of Disney together, talked about Disney together all the time, read a lot about, you know, critical stuff about Disney. So I have this knowledge of, about this knowledge of Disney, right? And Disney lore. So it's interesting to see that kind of play out on the screen when I'm playing this game. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I'll say that. Um, that's what I've been playing for the most part on the, on the 360, except I did, um, try guardians of middle earth um on xbox xbla mm-hmm. um so it's a downloadable and it's a board game um where you just you're, you're playing um you know it's these are of course lord of the rings or tokenist characters and you have to it's a tower defense game is basically what it is okay. um and it's a board game tower defense game that you play on the 360 um it's fun um i think it's 20 bucks maybe Excuse me. Sorry. Bless you. Bless I came you. out of nowhere. It's uh, 20 bucks, right? Maybe. Um, and I'd say, you know, it's worth 20 bucks. <clears throat> it's worth 20 bucks. I have fun playing it. Um, do, 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 do. On my Vita. Um, I finally broke down since um, PlayStation Network is now also on the Vita. And you get free game downloads and cheap game downloads for your Vita. Um, I, I broke down and... Um, pay for the premium PlayStation Network um, service. Um, and I downloaded some of the free games for it. Unfortunately, I mean, or fortunately for people who don't, who haven't bought some of the games, even some of the AAA titles like Uncharted and um, the crazy one, Gravity Rush, um, and some oh, okay. other are, are free now if you, join a, if you join the premium service. How much is a premium service? It's like five bucks a month, pretty much. Um, so if you buy one indie game, if you buy one indie game, you know, every couple months, you know, yeah. it pays for it pays for itself. Um so but I paid played this game called Retro City Rampage, um, which actually just came out on XBLA this week too, but it's been out on uh PlayStation um for a couple months i think since like november i want to say um and it since since i got the premium service it also i can do cloud saves so i can play it on my on my ps3 and it saves my progress and then i can just pick off where i pick up where i left off on my vita oh so you're finally fully using that function that's really cool yep um and they're gonna they're doing more and more games like that but retro city rampage is like a it's like um it's pretty much like a, a I say, 16-bit um, open-world game, <laughs> believe it or not. Open-world game that makes fun of open-world games and other genres of games. So huh. there's, there's stuff like Back to the Future in there. There's Grand Theft Auto in there. There's all kinds of crazy shit. So it's making fun of all of these games. And it's a whole lot of fun to play. Even if, I don't know how much, I see, I, I haven't even thought about how much the actual gameplay is fun. Um, as much as it is fun to recognize all these old <coughs> that are being spoofed in this, in this one game. Right. So yeah. Um, if you have a, a PS3 or a Vita or both, I highly recommend Retro City Rampage. Um, and if you, uh, if you own, if you are, you know, a premium member of PlayStation Network and you have not yet, um, downloaded that, you definitely need to do that one because it's, it's fun to play, you know, 
just cause. Cause I, I mean, I've got Vita games that I haven't really played yet. Um, and I'm playing Retro City Rampage a whole lot more on my Vita than I'm playing anything else for, for right now for the most part. Um, and then I'll go through these last four really quick cause they're just iOS games. I'm playing on my phone. Um, middle manager of justice. Um, <laughs> Which yeah, is, I was really excited to hear what the heck this is. Yeah, it's a kind of a um, a superhero um, clock management game um, where you have to like go out and and build up your and build up your characters and then go out and do these tasks. But you have to do them in a timely manner to keep all the the different sections of the city happy. And then you've got a ma- a middle manager that stays in the office. And, you know, makes money and builds morale and does all this other stuff. And then you have to um, build up your office. Like there's a, a workout room that you have to upgrade constantly. And then there's a restroom, not restroom as in potty, but a room where you rest that you have to. Uh, oh, I was like, <laughs> yeah, there's a bathroom. Got <laughs> a bathroom. No, where you kind of build it up, like you upgrade the beds, you add more beds, you upgrade the environment, all these things, and it makes things run faster. Um, it was It's a whole lot of fun. I played that game, like, hardcore, like, seriously, for, like, two weeks. I was running my battery dead on my phone. And then I fired it up again the other day, and all my progress was gone. Shut oh, up. Yep, so I deleted it, because I wasn't starting that all over again. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. That's awful. Yep. Um, Did you figure out what happened? No. Oh, it's just gone. It's just gone. Yeah. I mean, it signed me back into Game Center and everything. So, but nope, all my progress was gone. It started me from the beginning. I was like, "Fuck you!" And the horse you rode in on, and well, not again. <clears throat> well. <laughs> The other games, other iOS games, Wordament is a word game. It's kind of a word search game that you can play on your iOS device. Um, but it's the first iOS um, Xbox Live game. So it's, oh, okay. you actually get achievement points, right? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm an achievement, I'm an achievement, um, I'm an achievement point whore. So uh-huh. I downloaded this just to get to 50 to to play the game, do all, get all the stupid achievements, and get 50 fucking achievement points. Um, for Xbox Live. Um, and I did. So I don't know if I'm going to keep playing that. But it's just like word search. And you play it. It's it's it's, it's uh, multiplayer. So you play against other people. That's cool. Um, you just like sign into a huge server. And you play with like whatever 1,500 or 2,000 people. That are playing the same puzzle at the same time. Um, yeah. yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh, another old board game. Uh, because I've been playing Risk Legacy. Um, as a real board game, um, I was playing Risk on my phone. Uh, I think I mentioned that before. And then I was playing um, Life is Magic, um, also on my iOS device. Um, which, you know, it's another kind of cutesy uh, freemium game that you can play on your phone. Um, it was a little, it's fun. I haven't played very much. Um, but, you know, definitely something to check out if you're interested. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I've been talking for a really long time. And <laughs> Well, it's a good thing we're not doing news today since we all have so much to talk about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can be smart at times. Indeed. Occasionally. Um, so we'll make this easy. 
folks, anybody read anything? I already mentioned Walking Dead compendiums. Both of those I've read, so boom. <laughs> um, I started reading All Your Base Are Belong to Us. Uh-huh. Ooh, I want to read that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, uh, I, I, I was reading it for, um, to see if it would help with my dissertation stuff, and it, and it doesn't. It's like a popular game book. So it's super interesting and fun to read, but it's definitely not academic-y. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's definitely worth a read. Yeah, so it's perfect for me, I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> jokes, 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 jokes. And you've been reading the compendium. Um, yep. Let's see, what have I been reading? Um... I've been reading a lot of gender and technology stuff because I'm teaching a gender and technology course this semester. Um, and not necessarily a whole lot of um, game-related stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but what I what I did start reading, um, and I think I told you about this book before, is um, Catherine Hale's um, New book, I think it was no, it's not new. It was twenty oh five. God, why is it why have I never seen this before? What's it called? Um My Mother Was a Computer, Digital Subjects and Literary uh and Literary Texts. Hmm. Um, which is like I said, pretty interesting because it, it is it gives a chance to talk about um computing technology and um and, and feminism in a lot of ways. <coughs> And posthumanism, of course. Um, and it's, right. it's, it's um, maybe I only just saw it because it just popped up uh, as a suggestion on my Kindle, and I started reading it. So that's been pretty, been pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. So lots of gender and technology stuff that is technology writ large, and not necessarily even digital technology. <coughs> And uh, so, not necessarily extremely relevant to what we're talking about, but fun anyway. <laughs> that was easy. Yay! Yeah. What you drinking, ladies? Um, I had a hot chocolate, and now I have a seltzer water. Woohoo! I I'm drinking orange juice. Nice. Yummy. Samantha. Please tell me you have alcohol. I do. Oh, there you go. I um. I am drinking, I, I didn't know what to drink when I went downstairs. I was thinking wine. And then, because um, I bought a bunch of wine at uh, Trader Joe's when I was there the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have been gifted these bottled um, Kahlua B-52 drinks. Huh. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know what's in them really other than Kahlua. I think I, I was like, I think there's vodka in them, but the alcohol content was really low. So I mixed it with um, whipped cream flavored vodka, some more milk, and uh, that was it. And it's actually pretty tasty. Ooh. So it's like a white Russian? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it turned into when I added whipped cream flavored vodka and milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, 
funny. So that's what I'm drinking. Oh, and uh, this is I'm anxious for this one. Um, Alex's indie game of the week you were talking about. Yeah, I'm excited for this too. Uh, what's that? Tiny and big. Yeah, so it's really weird. Um, oh. But it's actually really good and really well done. It's by Black Pants Game Studio. Um, it's okay. So here, here's the theory behind it. It's a first-person shooter mechanics, but um, you don't. I guess it's not even really first-person. It's more like third-person shooter mechanics. But it you don't like shoot and kill stuff, right? You don't have like enemies like in that sense. But it's more like a puzzle game. Um, in the sense that you, like, have to, like, run around and figure out how to get a certain object, right? And you have particular um, abilities that you, you're, you're this guy tiny, and your nemesis is big. And he, um, and big's, like, evil and is, like, wrecking the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you get to, like, run around and, um, and, like, figure out these little puzzle things. It's a super short game. They'll play it in a few hours, but... The cool thing about it is that it has all indie rock band music. So That's like, cool. and you have this radio that you pick up right away when you first start playing and it plays different music and um, you get different like cassettes at the end of each level or whatever. And then it like pops up kind of like a VH1 style and it says like what the song is and who's doing it and that kind of stuff. So um, it's, the graphics are similar kind of a similar style to the popular indie games that are happening right now um and that and the music is fantastic so uh, i think it's like 10 bucks or something but it's def without a doubt worth it it's really fun so hmm. so there you go check it, it out sounds cool yeah tiny and big grandpa's leftovers grandpa's leftovers mm-hmm. interesting indeed maybe i'll check that out not like I don't have 50 million other games to play, but hey. You might as well add to the list. <laughs> it's never, I'm never going to reach the end of it anyway. Yeah, right? Just give up and just keep adding. That's what I do usually anyway, unfortunately. Yep. All right. So um, the next thing that we, we, we've been um, kind of going through and, and was talking about our favorite games of 2012. Um, and I don't know if you guys, did you guys rank your games? No. I did in my mind. Okay. <laughs> Alex, I get your, get your games ranked. <clears throat> okay. I'll think about it. So we have, um, I asked people to come up with their five favorites. Um, your five favorite games. Um, and since Nicole has hers ranked in her mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, go through and start with five. Tell us what your five favorite games of 2012 were. Okay, so number five I'll start with. Mm-hmm. All right, number five is ending up being uh, Assassin's Creed 3 for me mm-hmm. because there are a lot of things that not only I just absolutely loved about the game and I, I liked what they did with the story as far as Desmond's aspect of it, but then a lot of the things that I was looking forward to it and like as far as the whole like tree climbing and stuff like that, I was disappointed with. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I thought it was worthy of a sort of game of the year, maybe nomination, but not necessarily, definitely not winning it for me. Just a nod. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then, 
my number four, and this is what I had a hard time with, but number four, I put Borderlands 2. And not to say that it was not worthy of number one in my book, but there were just so many amazing things that I played after it that I like, not more, but, um, but it was a phenomenal game and a phenomenal co-op game. I don't know that I would enjoy that game playing it by myself. So that also kind of ranked it lower for me. Mm-hmm. Well, um, isn't that most first-person shooters? Yeah, I mean, I can usually get through them by myself, but Borderlands is one of those ones that you just spend so much time, like, looking around. <coughs> and I don't know. And maybe it's just because I'm pre-programmed already that I want to <coughs> someone, because I think co-op is amazing. They just do it so well, you should play it with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another really good one for me. But then I go for number three... I did Mass Effect, um, Mass Effect 3, because I really, I am just a total fangirl for Mm -hmm. the Mass Effect series, for one, so I was ridiculously excited for this game to come out, Um, and now that I've gone through and played it, and they've kind of reintroduced those endings to us and everything else, like, I just think it was a phenomenal ending to the game's whether or not that's controversial to say, but everything that they did in it, everything that they did to make me feel kind of like I was Shepard, like I will always look back on those games and love them. Like they, they can never be taken away, like my absolute passion for them. So, um, and then I had this mix up my one and two. I can't, (laughs) I really don't want to be the person who just jumps on the whole like game of the year train for walking dead. Yep. But like I said, there's just, I've never been so emotionally invested in two characters as I was in that one. And I've been serious. Like I, like, I feel like with mass effect, everyone who plays it and is really serious about it, they are shepherd and they feel emotionally attached to those characters. But in yep. walking dead, God, every single choice you make has just these, these tiniest repercussions and, Every time, I mean, you have these people's lives in your hands, and it makes you feel it. And, God, by the end of it, like I said, I was an emotional wreck. Like, I, that was all over the place for me. So that, as far as the game that kind of came out and changed kind of what we thought about for gaming, I think that game did it, for this year at least. Mm-hmm. It was one of those that came out, and nobody really expected it to be the powerhouse that it was, and it was phenomenal. So I think I'm putting that as my number one. But I can also argue Halo 4 is my number one because not only do I think that it was a phenomenal game, but it was one of those ones where no one expected 343 to be able to do what they did with it. So when they finally came out and people played it and it was the same Halo that they remembered, but they also packed on so much more story for it. Like they actually made me feel like an emotional tie to Master Chief and Cortana and I, not that I haven't had that before, but this was on a much deeper and different level. So I really, I really, really, really like that game. And I love the Halo series. It's, it's one of the biggest reasons that I like first-person shooters is the Halo series. So Halo 4 is number two, I guess, or one, whatever. They're both fun. <laughs> they're tied. Yeah, they're tied for me. Okay. So, Alex, you want to go or you want me to go? Um, I could go. Um, I think that my favorite game of this year that came no, out No, you got to start year, with five. 
Oh, my number five. So my number five is uh, the expansion pack, Gods and Kings for Civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave it a ton of new content. Um, but what I thought was really cool is that it actually kind of redefined how the game worked. Like it gave you um, faith points, which totally re, which totally changed how you like set up your cities and how you um, accumulate, you know, points to win and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I liked it because even though it was an expansion, it was almost like you had to relearn how to play Civilization. So um, I, I really liked that. So that was one of mine. Um, and then number four would be Skylanders Giants, um, for all the reasons I already talked about today. Um, my number three would be Call of Duty Black Ops. I uh, hated the last uh, Call of Duty, the Modern Warfare 3 Um and I was really worried about Black Ops 2 coming out because I loved regular Black Ops, and I think it was awesome. And I love what they did with the zombie mode, which is my favorite. Um, so, love Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Uh, my number two is WoW, Miss Pandaria. Um, they gave you a shit ton of new content. Uh, the characters I thought were really good. Um, and But what made me decide on that as number two is that the last two expansions didn't, I played them both and then they didn't get me to come back and play. Um, but this one got me to come back and play it really hooked me again. Um, and kind of brought back the, why I loved while in the first place. So <clears throat> definitely like that. I also love pet battles. So there we go. Uh, and, uh, my number one right now for this year is XCOM enemy unknown. Um, I really liked the style of game it is, it's different than almost any game I've played before. Um, you have sort of a research management angle with your base that you have to build up. The um, It's turn-based, which I really like. I like turn-based games much more than real-time games. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's done so well, and the story is really compelling from my perspective, someone who loves Armageddon. Um, and it's super challenging um, to that. I've had to start over a couple times after I've messed up a mission, um, but it's but it's like really gratifying um, as well. And I think I'm kicking ass at it, so that is kind of another reason. I, like it. <laughs> I think I'm awesome. I think I'm really good. So um, that is my number one game of 2012. Okay, and I had to look while you were talking. <laughs> huh? And you have logged online hours only right not the hours that you logged when you you know weren't online oh dear god playing civ 5 196.4 hours i like that game man (laughs) i like that game i'm gonna start playing again here because my uh my sister and my mom started playing again so Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and that's just <laughs> online time. That's not even when you decide to, you know, not uh, sign into your wireless network and play. Which totally never happens. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hide from me, Alex Lane. <laughs> oh, I definitely do. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right, I got to cheat. I have an honorable mention. What oh, the fuck? What? <laughs> I have an honorable mention because... She's only honorably mentioning it because it's on my bad list. No, it's not. It's not at all. 
-hmm. is I have an honorable mention because this game could have been so much better this year if it had been patched. Mm, okay. Oh. And it's AC3 Liberation. It's AC3 Liberation um, for the Vita, right? It's one of the best um, open world games on a handheld device. And there, there haven't been many, but it's a damn good one. It's a solid open world game on a handheld device, right? And it, and it works within the limitations of handheld devices. And it also, you know, with it being on the Vita and using the hardware adequately, um, doesn't make you wish you were playing that game on a console, on a full-size console. Um, and they changed the storyline enough so that you didn't feel like you were missing out on anything. Um, so rather than, you know, being Desmond um, and, and you know, and, and working from kind of from that storyline, you are actually going into kind of a total recall situation where you get to play out the life of someone else. And that is how you are playing through the life of your protagonist. Right. And then the interesting thing, right, to really throw some shit in the game is that once you kind of play through a sequence and you finish a sequence, the guy who's running the machine goes, okay, so that's the way you play through the game. Do you want to see how things really happened? Right. Hmm. To go through and, and kind of, you know, and I guess in their mind, add to historical accuracy in some way. Yeah. Um, so that game has so much potential and I'm really hoping that they get their shit together and they patch <laughs> this game um, so that that crazy ass save bug allows people to play without losing progress um, so that I can you need to write them a letter. I need to go and beat someone about the head <laughs> and neck is what I need to do. That's probably more effective. That's true. Um, um, and see how that works. So I'm really looking forward to finishing that one. Um, and then my uh, regular top five. Am I echoey for anybody? You got no. echoey for a second, but now you're all right. Okay. Because um, I was hearing my own echo for a second. Uh, number five, Lego Batman 2. Loved Lego Batman 2 for my, uh, my 3DS. Um, it, you know, and if they can't get their shit together with other Lego games, it's going to ruin everything for me. Um, because it was such a good game. Um, I, the only thing I would have liked to have seen in Lego Batman 2 is the other characters be open earlier. But once you play through, you can also then go back and go through on free play mode and play with all the characters. So there is replay value as well. Hmm. Um, number four. See, this is going to be a hard one. Oh, my God. Number four is Dishonored. That is um, tough. Number four is Dishonored. I was trying to think if it was three or four for me, but I think it might have been four for me. Um, simply because, I mean, it, it was the game was a whole shitload of fun. You know, I played through... Um, initially, I was just playing through going straight for, for main mission. Um, and then since I was playing it for the gaming marathon and had like a bulk of time, and I think I played 16, 18 hours straight during the gaming marathon, I went yes, through and is. I did a lot of side missions. Mm -hmm. Um, I just felt like 
the main mission was too short. Oh, okay. I felt like the main mission was too short because it's like you go through and you have to save the girl and I won't say how quickly you do, but after far too few like big chunks of mission, you had already found the girl and taken her back to where she needed to be taken. Then you just had to go back and kind of kill the guy who had like started this other stuff or find this guy and do some crap to him. You know, all this other crazy stuff because you play the steampunk assassin. Um, it just, there wasn't enough buildup, right? I would have, you know, I, maybe this is narratively, maybe that's what it was. It, that's that, that was my biggest problem is that, I was expecting it to unfold narratively in a different way because it would have been more effective for me if it had. So, um, so I think for that reason, Dishonored made four instead of three for me. And three is going to be the game that everybody else, like, people are going to be like, what the hell is she talking about? Um, because I really enjoyed this game. Um, regardless of anything, anything around it in terms of, business practices and what happened to the company itself. Um, Kingdoms of Amalar made my three. Yeah. I love Kingdoms if, of Amalar. I was going to say, if I did an honorable mention, it would be Kingdoms of Amalar. I think me too. Yeah. Yeah. Kingdoms of Amalar <laughs> my three. Um, because if, if people thought I was crazy, because remember Kingdoms of Amalar came out and I was like, yeah, right now I'm liking Amalar better than I'm liking Skyrim. And people oh, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? I and always like yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim. I know that. I called you crazy. Yeah. Amalar was, was fun for me. Um, I, you know, I know it was, it was like candy colored and it was, but you know what? It was candy colored. It was bright. It was funny. It was fun. Um, and it was what I needed at that time. Yeah. When, when there was so much other shit going on in my life when Amalar was out that I needed the candy colored I needed the candy-colored, fun, pick-me-up kind of game um, and not the dark dirtiness of Skyrim. I mean, yeah. I love Skyrim. Don't get it twisted. Uh, but at that moment, Amalar was what I needed. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Amalar, Amalar was my three. Um, and then my two and one are difficult. <clears throat> yeah. This but is tough. There's, it's, it's really tough. Um, but for two, I'm going to say... Mass Effect 3. And I'm like you, I'm like you, Nicole. I didn't mind the ending of Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Um, you know, I am not, you know, I am not, I don't feel like game developers are beholden to, um, you know, giving me exactly what I want. Because that's not what I pay for. I don't pay right. for people to give me exactly what I want. I pay for people to give me the story that they've created. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to bitch about it because it wasn't the story that I wanted uh, or the ending that I wanted. I didn't see anything wrong with the ending. I mean, I know that they promised the moon, you know, and then gave you the stars instead. But I'll take that. Right? Yeah. Because I was really into the game and I really was shepherd for a whole lot of years. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was perfectly happy with the way that it, that with the way that it ended. Um, so, you know, Oh, well, send me hate mail. I'll get over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we won't write that back. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, and then one, um, and one made one for me, because 
it not only did I care about the characters, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think I cared about the characters that surrounded the protagonist more than I cared about the protagonist. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Um, it's The Walking Dead. I could not immerse myself enough to become the main character. Not in the way that I could in Mass Effect 3. But what it lacked there was totally made up for by the emotional connection that I felt to the characters, right? And there were those moments, and I'm not going to say what they are because a lot of people haven't played it through all the way yet because a lot of people waited for, you know, for the (coughs) the collection to come out and, and got it for Christmas and haven't played it through it yet. But there were those moments, right, that really just, like, punched you in the fucking gut. Mm -hmm. Right? And that, for me, was what made it my number one. That and the fact that The Walking Dead affected me outside of game. Right? It made I was thinking about it when I was not playing it. It became a part of my subconscious. I started having zombie survival dreams. And they weren't, like nightmare and i think i i i don't know if i told you about this these guys about this before they weren't nightmares like ooh i'm scared but it was i've become a person who is a survivor of the zombie apocalypse and this is what i'm doing to make it through i mean mm-hmm. and those were the kinds of dreams that i was having they weren't nightmares like ooh i'm just scared and it's going to eat me no it was this is how i would survive and it became a part of my subconscious and that is why walking dead made my number 1 I agree. Totally agree. I want to start playing tonight. Alex, like, don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I can't. <laughs> I will soon, though. Yeah, it's really... I mean, you have to play it. You definitely have to play it. So those are... Oh, gosh. Those are our five favorites. And <laughs> we have- Two Walking Deads and one XCOM. I think Alex Lane might have been a uh, Walking Dead if she had played it. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a um at least a at least a spoiler section if not a video on Walking Dead when, once Alex finishes it. That's a good yeah, idea. definitely. I think that's a great idea. All right. So that was fun. How about biggest disappointments of 2012? So we're doing our number one disappointment, right? Number one. All right, my my biggest disappointment, and I know that you guys will not like this, but it's uh, Assassin's Creed Three. So let me temper it by saying I have not played all the way through or even halfway through, um, but I like don't enjoy it so much that I'm having a hard time forcing myself to go back and play more. Because I know Nicole says you got to keep playing and keep playing, and it gets better. Uh-huh. But I just it's so boring. I just don't like it. So. I had that problem with Revelations. I still have yet to finish that damn game. Okay, so fess up. Have you gotten to Connor yet? I haven't gotten to Connor yet. Oh my god, you're not even through like well, that's, 10% that's, of the game. Well, well no, maybe they should have made the beginning better if they wanted well, people no, to play. No, that's playing. more than 10% of the game because that's six hours of the game, man. Right. I guess that's true. Hatham is six hours of the game. And it sucks. Yeah, you gotta get through Hatham. So people keep saying, but don't the first six hours of the game is boring. 
<laughs> I don't have like an attachment to it because I haven't played any of the other Assassin's Creed, so it's kind of like, ugh. That's true, yeah. So you're just kind of exhausted. No, you gotta you gotta make it through the you have to make it through the Hatham section just for the what the fuck moment at the end. Yep. Yeah, you do. Especially if you don't know what that moment is. I know what the what the fuck moment is already. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, see, that's the bummer. The whole game's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest disappointment of 2020 all right yeah nicole mine you... see i was gonna say we kind of talked about it. i feel like you touched on it but definitely if anything the biggest thing that made me just like angry in 2012 towards gaming was the fans reaction to the mass effect 3 endings because mm. you know i for me personally, and I wrote that whole article about how, you know, I actually didn't think they were that bad, but even if they were that bad and fans were that upset, it was the epitome of why people think gamers have the reputation they have. And it was just whiny and childish. And I, like, you guys need to give us our money back or you need to redo them. No, they put this game together, like you said, Sam, and this is how they wanted it to end. They have no no responsibility to make it exactly what you wanted it to be. They put the story together. They put it together that it ended that way. Like it, I, it, it, To me, I know a lot of people complained that they thought it was just like a shortly put together ending. But, that, I mean, that game, I don't think Bioware would have done that to us. So I, I trust Bioware. I do. I just do. I think that was a stupid, stupid, horrible thing that just got us more bad reputation amongst people who don't game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I like. Yeah, Sam. Thing. I'm interested to see which one's your number one. Ha ha ha. I'm not. Telling I have an idea. You. Okay. Well, you have an idea. Mm. Oh, see, it's hard. Okay, and this is I have to tell people. I put seven down as my biggest disappointments of 2012. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I have to say that my biggest disappointment of 2012 this is a hard one. Maybe yeah, not. It's tied. It's tied. Okay. Um, you, you made us only have one. Come on I know. Now. I gotta choose. My biggest disappointment of 2012 would have to be Oh my god, I can't do it. <laughs> okay, fine. Have a tie. Okay. Okay. So maybe I'll talk talk my way to the to to my to my decision. Um and I say that my two biggest tie for Deus Ex Human Revolution, which I was really looking forward to. Mhm. And I was dying to play that game and I pre-ordered that game and, and I hadn't pre-ordered a game in a long time at that point. I would just go grab one, but I wanted to make sure I had it. It was in my hot little hands, you know, ASAP. I wanted to play that game. I was going to play through it. It was just going to, it was going to rock shit, right? And that game was horrible. Um, It was horrible because one, you know, and, and I knew it was a stealth game. I knew it was a stealth game, but you have to give me other options, right? You can't make me fail every time. If I'm not stealthy enough, 
Because, you know, I have my moments when I want to be running gun. Even Hitman doesn't make you fail if you run and gun through and you're not stealthy enough. Because you can have that, you can just gain more notoriety and end up in the paper by killing everybody. But you can still continue the game. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But, no, Deus Ex didn't give you that option. That was a huge disappointment for me. Um, my second because it makes it unplayable, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you can't you can't go forward, and and you know and sometimes I'm just not fucking stealthy enough, and so I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it this way this time. Nope, dead. Nope, caught. Nope, they saw you. And I'm like, after forty or fifty fucking times of playing through the same fucking section of the game, I'm like, I quit. Yeah. Um, um and my second one, yeah, was Resident Evil Six. Yeah, I had a feeling that was popping up. Yeah. And I say Resident Evil 6 because I have a long history with Resident Evil. That's the first game I played through start to finish when I was a kid. And I loved when you were a kid. Thank you for making me feel old. (laughs) And I loved Resident Evil, have always loved Resident Evil. But Resident Evil's been on a downward freaking slope since... Five. Four was was a good game, but I wasn't, you know, I could already feel it changing. And by five, five was horrible. Six was absolutely unplayable. It was so bad. Not mechanically unplayable, but just horrible. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. It was horrible. Yeah. So, you know... They were both unplayable games. They were both unplayable games, but I'm going to say, okay, biggest disappointment had to be Resident Evil 6. Resident Evil 6, because I have a history with Resident Evil and I had these expectations that were not just expectations that have been there since the announcement of the game, but have been there for 20 fucking years. (laughs) And they shit on my expectations. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Oh, man. So there, I chose my one. I just had to talk my way through it. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good yeah. one. I, I think so too. It. Yeah. All right. So those are our biggest disappointments. And the last kind of beginning of the year thing we have is our top two predictions for 2013. Um, and I'm going last on this one. Okay. I can go first. Um, my biggest one that I'm, like, absolutely worried about, but I know it's inevitable because it's already happened, is that Bioshock Infinite is going to get pushed back again. Just because it was supposed to come out in February of last year, and then at the very last minute, it feels like they pushed it back to March. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. I feel I feel it in my gut. It's not going to come out until, like, May or something. Well, no, I it's, it's coming out. It's coming, I think it's coming out March. Because... Oh, the list I just look at had it back further than that. Yeah, I'm. I think it's been pushed back to the end of their fiscal quarter. Okay. And I think get pushed back again. No, it's not getting pushed back again, right? Because it's got to come out in that fiscal quarter. Well, I hope. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I hope that prediction is wrong. I'm making it, but I, I, I hope it's wrong. Um, it's gonna come out. It's gonna suck. (laughs) (laughs) that happens i'm gonna i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna talk to them and i'm gonna i'm gonna hit some people (laughs) um 
So then my other prediction, and I I don't I almost don't feel like this is a prediction, more of an eventu- eventuality. Um, but I think tablet gaming is just gonna become this huge household norm this year. I think that's a big thing because this holiday season, tablets were the hot item to buy, especially for your kids which kind of blew my mind because it's not something I feel like I would want a kid to have, but they've become so affordable now. Mm-hmm. Like there, we sold at GameStop, we sold an $80 tablet and everyone wanted it. We sold out of them every single time they came in that very day we'd have 30 people call and they wanted it. And so we'd sell them and it was all for their, for their like five-year-olds. So I think, I think tablet gaming is going to be huge this next year. And I think that big console developers are going to have to get on that train or they're going to lose some money. I think you're very smart. Smart. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. Everyone I know, tablet games now. Yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, like, my brother's uh, the technology, I forget his fancy title, but for the school district in Minnesota where I'm from, he's the technology director of this district, and they just uh, stopped doing textbooks, and they're all... Um, they're all tablets now. They got an iPad for every single student. Um, wow. They decided it was worth it because the students in their districts that can't afford, there's pl- a ton of them that can't afford computers and can't afford um, internet access at home. And so by having, they have all of these different hotspots around their town that they are, are um, funding. And then by giving them um, iPads, they are able to provide them to textbook learning, but also some some sense of computer literacy um, as well. So I, I think it seems really cool, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper for them in the long run if they don't have to buy textbooks this way. So. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> yep. So now, what are your predictions? Uh, oh, my predictions are, I think Sims, and this is more of a hope than a predict- prediction, Sims will stop making expansion packs for three and announce that they're going to release Sims 4. They better. They I, need to. <laughs> it's been so long. I'm Katy Perry. Please, like, give us a new game. They right? haven't I, even finished Sim City yet. <laughs> well, they're coming out with it in the spring, right? In a couple months, I think. They keep pushing that back. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But I just I want them to come up with four and stop making these expansions packs. So hopefully that will happen. And this is I don't know about this, but I think that the Wii U might start to get this poor following start making some good money, and then um, I think game developers might reconsider the Wii U model as the gaming model. So that's my prediction. What do you mean the Wii U model? No, just like the, the mechanics of it, like, okay. the, like the way it plays. Well, you know, everybody jumped on the bandwagon after the Wii last time. With motion, uh, with kind of motion controls. Exactly. I remember True. that. Yeah. Um, and the same thing's happening this time is that, you know, uh, Microsoft came out with Smart Glass, right? It's right. like you can control blah, blah, blah. And I'm pretty sure, I'm, I mean, there's not pretty sure. I'm positive. This is not a prediction of mine. But I'm positive that Smart Glass is going to play a huge role in the next um, Xbox, in the next uh, Microsoft console. So yeah, it's gonna have its own. It's gonna have its own kind of Wii U tablety thing going on, um, and I wouldn't put it past PlayStation to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, they'll come out with it. May be even you know aftermarket for PlayStation. 
um, not third party, but aftermarket or after initial market for PlayStation. Cause you know, they're always late to the party, but oh, I, yeah, I could definitely are. see them doing it. I can definitely see them doing it. <clears throat> um, and since we're on that, I guess it's my turn. I have two predictions and you guys only know one of them. Yeah, I know. Uh huh. Uh, my first prediction and probably my top prediction is that the next gen, the next gen consoles, we already kind of know that this is in the rumored and, um, PlayStation is, uh, is kind of patenting these technologies, but the next gen consoles are going to release with some kind of technology to block the use of abused games. But I think what we're going to see is also some kind of mechanism that's going to allow us to rent games directly through the consoles. See, I think that would be smart. That would be I, fucking brilliant. I don't see anything brilliant. wrong with that. Yeah. That would be brilliant, right? It would be the, you know, you know, so you can't do used games. So there goes game rentals because they're going to be used games, right? Because yeah. um, they won't, because whoever plays it first is going to be connected to their console or whatever or what have you, right? Um, but if you say, okay, well, here, if you want to play this, you know, pay us, you know, 10 bucks for three days. Or if you want to pay it for the week, it's 20 bucks. Or if you right. just want to buy out and out, buy the digital copy, it's 40 bucks or 50 bucks. I mean, do you know how much money you would make? Because nobody's going to finish a game in, in, in one day or whatever. People are going to just pop down 20 bucks and say, I want the game for a week. Right. Yep. Because I can beat it in a week. I can beat it in a week for 20 bucks that will like double or triple your freaking sales. You need to because work for Sony and Microsoft. I do. Clearly. <laughs> I agree. I mean, seriously. I mean, do you know how many more games I would play if I could um, play them for 20 bucks? Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I mean, and it's, it's you know, it's, it's not, you know, too much, you know, too much more necessarily than what you're playing for, pay, paying for like Gamefly anyway with, shipping and turnaround time, you know, cause it's almost 30 bucks, you know, for two out at a time. And you know, that's crappy. Yeah. But yeah with, with shipping and turnaround time. But if I can get something like same day for 20 bucks to rent it for a week and not have to worry about how long it was going to take for them to ship it to me, where I was in the queue and what have you, I give them 20 bucks. Plus yeah. let's not underestimate the importance of drunk buying because I buy so much crap on iTunes and the App Store and uh, XBLA when I'm drunk. And I'm like, you know, because you're like, you want it now, right? Right. Like, I would constantly be buying games and like, whatever, it's only $20. Yeah. I would do it constantly. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, I only have one glass of wine a week, but during that glass of wine, I would buy that one. That one glass just gets you, just gets you. Fucked up. That's right. Is your glass the size of a bottle? I actually, I do have a glass that's the size of a half a bottle. That's really great. Her glass, she just takes a, she just takes a hammer and knocks the top off the bottle and starts drinking. That's how, that's how I do it. Mm -hmm. That's how I roll. Uh You know, that, that handy glass that it comes in from the store, that one. (laughs) That's right, that. That ergonomic shaped glass <laughs> fits right in your cup holder too, doesn't it? In the car. Um, <laughs> That's right. Um, my number two prediction. Um, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider's coming out. 
Mm-hmm. It's gonna suck. It oh, is yeah. Be horrible. It is going to be horrible. It's gonna be horrible because it was already clear that the game was horribly sexist and violent towards women. They showed it. They got called on it. All of a sudden, the game's delayed. Why? Because they're trying to take all that shit out. And they're going to yeah. break the fucking game. Mm, they're going to break it mechanically. They're going to break it narratively. You can't go back and fix was broken for another reason by taking stuff out and trying to put something else in. Not going to work. See, I mean, they, they 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 delayed the game and then came back and said, oh, no, that was never in there. Yes, it was. Now you're yeah. trying to take it out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be horrible. And you're probably going to be right, but I am letting my I'm letting myself get excited for it. Oh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm still... Cautiously optimistic. Okay, maybe I'm not. I'm stupidly optimistic. (laughs) Blindly optimistic. But I know it's going to be horrible. Yeah. I know it's going to be horrible. But I'm a huge Tomb Raider fan. I will pre-order it, and I do not, I also do not doubt that I will order the collector's edition. Yeah, that's, you've seen them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look good. (laughs) Yeah, but it's gonna be horrible. I hope I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> That's all I will say. I don't think she's wrong. I know. <laughs> Shut up, Alex. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, on that happy note. <laughs> I didn't mean to piss in your Cheerios. I apologize. Piss in your Cheerios. <laughs> What the hell? That is a turn of phrase. I have heard that before. I haven't. See, it's because, you know, you're from Minnesota. I guess so. Yeah. All right. Um, deals for broke-ass gamers. Um, we're on the tail end of the deals for broke-ass gamers, really, I think. Well, there's some still still out there. <laughs> um, we're on the, what, last day of the Steam sale? It goes tomorrow. Before, yeah, they last the last forty eight hours of the Steam sale where yeah. lots of stuff that was on sale is, is still on sale for you know forty eight hours after the sale ended. Hotline um, Miami's on sale. No, it's not. It's not anymore. Nope. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> well, shut up. <laughs> I already checked. It. I was gonna go buy it, and um. So um, Hotline Miami's not on sale anymore, but also. Places like Toys R Us um, still have uh, buy one, get one, 40% off for their video games. That they, But it's just what they have in stock. And stock is kind of depleted right now. So if you go online and try to order something, it's like, don't you know, this is out, this is out, this is out. Um, but there's some stuff there still, and it may be something you want. It's buy one, get one, 40% off. Um, it's not as great as it was like buy two, get, you know, get a $50 gift card. Um, that they had during Christmas, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. You know, especially if you have other toys to buy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's still there. There's a couple of things, you know, not not a ton on Amazon right now because Amazon's big thing right now is pre-order all the hottest titles of 2013. That's the banner they're running at the top of their games. Yeah. Page. 
but they do have some stuff that is, you know, that's like 10 bucks off, 20 bucks off. Um, like for example, something I was eyeing was PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, which I actually played when they did the Sony campus tour, which was fun is down to 39.99. Oh, okay. And when you buy the PS3 copy, you also get the Vita copy. Oh, that's cool. Um, and see, don't hold me to this because the sale might have ended today. Um, Target um, didn't have great sales necessarily on their games, but they did have the um, the Turtle Beach headphones that I wanted for twenty bucks off, and but they were out of them at the store that I was at, so I didn't get them. I was gonna go online and order them. And told which Turtle Beach headset? The one you have. I don't have a Turtle, Turtle Beach headset. Not Turtle Beach, the the PlayStation one. Oh, I was going to say, because I'm going to get a Turtle Beach headset here, but they're like 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, they are expensive. Um, No, the Turtle Beach weren't on sale. Turtle Beach is like never on freaking sale. Well, that's why I was like, say what? I'm going right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get them. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was the PlayStation one um, that was $99.99. The, um, the, the wireless, Pulse? The Pulse. The wireless one. Yeah, and... Um, but uh, it was on for seventy nine ninety nine, and I was like, yeah, I'll just get those in the meantime. But they were out of them at the store here, so I was going to order it online and totally and completely spaced it. Well, now you remember. Yeah, but it's probably off sale now because it's sale yeah. in a Sunday at Target. Um, but like I said, for the most part, everybody's, you know, kind of hawking pre-orders right now. There's not a whole lot on sale unless people are just like running the tail end of the sales um, that they have been running for Christmas and then it's basically leftovers unfortunately um so maybe next week the the deals will hit bigger harder and stronger and faster than ever before and Hopefully. we'll be gamers again <laughs> huh. so that's it for deals for broke ass gamers womp, 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 womp. <laughs> we need a soundtrack or something yeah we do <laughs> Somebody beat Alex making noise. Somebody yeah. needs to work on this. Yes. Come on. All right. <clears throat> so that's it for uh this week for us. There's our that's our kind of uh beginning of the year episode, best and worst of twenty twelve and our our earth shattering predictions for twenty thirteen. Um Okay, here's one that we didn't do, and we can do this just off the cuff. What are you most looking forward to in 2013? Go. Bioshock Infinite. No, no. Oh, God. <laughs> well, there's two things I'm excited about today, but I don't think it's what I'm most excited about. Do it uh, anyway. Well, I want, I'm excited for the new Animal Crossing to come out because I've never played it before, so I'm going to buy this one for the 3DS. So I'm excited about that. And then the uh, Don't Starve game that I just pre-ordered. I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited for the Animal Crossing too, but that's not my biggest one. And I and I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be a um I'm gonna be a fucking hypocrite and say the one I'm most excited for is Tomb Raider. Uh, Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I know funny. it's gonna suck. I know it's gonna suck, but I'm still most excited for it. Well, like good. It. You're the the sucking will be will soften the. <laughs> blow, or the the excitement will soften the blow of the sucking. There we go. I hope so. That's right. All right. So, um, thanks for joining us, folks, for our 48th episode about your mama's gamer. God, it's been 48 episodes. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, and as always, you can contact us in a number of ways. You can email us at nymgamer at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Now Your Mom is Gamer. You can follow us on Twitter at, at nymgamer. Um, you can, of course, check out our blog because now that we're um, back from Christmas break, you will see our regular posts once again. And you can find us at www.nymgamer.com. Right? I'm like, what is it? What's our website? <laughs> what does it look like? I think um, it's nymg.com sometimes, but it's not. Oh, yeah, it's NYM Gamer. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm easily confused. Um, yeah, at, uh, NYMGamer.com. Um, and you can, like I said, feel free to email us questions, comments, um, send us voice messages or video messages that we will respond to um, in the same way and happily share with, with everyone else. Um, or if you just want to say hi. <laughs> Well, what's your address? Let us send you liquor. Well, yeah. we'll have you send it on to Alex's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> to fuel her alcohol buys on oh, so Just for the sake, if we get any real crazies, they can go to her house and kill her first. Uh, <laughs> that's fair enough. I'll, I, it's worth it. If I get some liquor, it's worth it. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's never too late. We do still have some T-shirts in large and large, extra large, and 2X is what we have left. If you want your own, not your mama's gamer, uh, hot pink on black uh, T-shirt, um, we still have those. Um, otherwise, I'm going to make a not your mama's gamer T-shirt quilt. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. comfy. Um <laughs> um so until next time folks um stay warm stay safe happy new year and as always game on game on, game on.